Hello and welcome to Inside the Booth. Week 8 is in the books. We are now into week 9. Doesn't feel like it's week 9. We're halfway through the season. Yeah. It, it's we, crazy. We're almost there. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Wes Booth, joined by the wonderful Lester Valenzuela. How are you today, Lester? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's, I'm excited to get back into the thick of things. Uh, you know, last week was... A pretty good week for both of us. And yeah, it was a it was a weirder week yeah. for sure. I mean, we were on it. I called it from the beginning. Those three lines with the Cincy game, Tennessee, Ooh, Green Bay, Minnesota. Hit that out of the ballpark. I, I just wish I was a little more confident in myself in the fact that I just stayed on Green Bay money line, and mm-hmm. I wish I kind of would have diversified my bets with those instead because yeah. I I didn't. I just was so keen on. Aaron Rodgers destroying that I didn't realize the wind would be a factor. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a crazy week. Um, honestly, like something that I really learned about this week is you gotta set you gotta make your lines day before mm. because of something that I didn't account for the weather. Yeah, um, Cleveland. That yeah. It was a problem. It was like torrential downpour in Cleveland. Yeah, in Green Bay. Yeah, it was a problem. Uh, it was always on the on on the market for the the weather to be such a big factor in most of these games throughout the week. But on Sunday morning, it just it really took off. Yeah. So I would say that like day before, when you're making your predictions or your lines, that's when you do it. You don't do it. A week prior, yeah, yeah. Um, especially at this time of the year, because yeah, it it can vary. Yeah, like uh, I know that I'm I'm pretty dead set in a few locks this week when we go over them. But yeah. you know, anyways, w- w- I I got a few burning questions I want to address here. Uh, I know you have some too. Uh, the first one I want to get to before you get into yours is about my boy Lamar Jackson. Yeah, uh, dead dead wrong about him this week. I really <laughs> thought he was going to come through. Uh, what is wrong with Lamar Jackson the Baltimore Ravens? Do you have an opinion on this? Yeah, I mean, a lot of different things. Um, they've completely changed the offense in the way he runs the ball. He's mm-hmm. he's he's looking to throw the ball more, which is good. Mm-hmm. It is good. Like last year, it was a very spread college offense, mm-hmm. um, which really fit his skill set. You yeah. saw it because he was the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, he ran a lot less. Um, you saw it at the end of the game in Pittsburgh where he was running a lot more. Yeah. And, I mean, they got well. that, he had, did well, and he got that touchdown called back because yeah. of the hold. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with Lamar Jackson. I think he's trying to become a better thrower, mm-hmm. which is, is good. There's going to be a learning curve. But honestly, I think Baltimore's going to come back and run a similar style offense that they were running last year. Yeah. And, I I mean, like, there's a lot to say to that, too. I mean, like, the defenses have a year to figure out Lamar as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to cause some issues. But honestly, I don't see there being a huge problem in Baltimore. I still see this team as a contender for a Super Bowl. Yeah, me too. I mean, <clears throat> the talk around the league already is, you know, what have you done for me lately? And and that's why people aren't so on board with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens. You have a few bad games, they just look at it as the season's done. Yeah. Little do they realize that it was against the Kansas City Chiefs who have been on an absolute tear, tear. since since then. And for the whole season, minus a couple games here and there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and the game against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh has a great defense. And their offense is actually very good, too. Yeah. My thing about Lamar Jackson this season is because it is all on Lamar Jackson. We put up 200-plus yards more than them this this year, or this week, past week against Pittsburgh. We dominated the ball on the ground. We we gave the game to Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And uh, it was actually, all on Lamar's shoulders. Yeah, Lamar gave that game. That's what I'm saying. And, and this is my thing. I think when you're that young, he's younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes to show his age. He's got to lead this team. They asked, they, they, they gave away Joe Flacco. They gave away a Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback and said, this isn't your team anymore. This is your team, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They built a team around him and they said, go with it now. Now he's got all the pressure on his shoulders and everybody's talking about, hey, MVP, 
you know, you're going to sign a half a billion dollar contract. So what does that do to somebody? If I was 23 years old and somebody said, at the end of this year, you may have the opportunity to sign as much as Patrick Mahomes or, or near to that contract, I would be stressing every every throw I made too. It, there, it's a lot a lot on his plate, and I think he's going to get it. He's that kind of baller. He's that kind of that determination, that grit, that he will turn it around because he's got good enough talent around him. Yeah. The one thing that did worry me was after the game is Hollywood Brown made a questionable tweet uh, that, like the Antonio yeah. Brown situation. Um, I don't know what it kind of – I think it was directed more towards Greg Roman – uh, him and Lamar are really tight, so I don't really think that was you know the major tipping point. Uh, I do think this week they could have a, a, a breakout week, but that game's so tough for me. But yeah, yeah. like I say, I I think Lamar Jackson is just all in between the ears. It's not so much his talent, yeah, but he's would, living in his head right now. And, and yeah, I would a hundred percent agree. I think there's a a little bit more of football acumen as well in terms of like learning mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, the teams are trying, starting to figure you out. Yeah. So how do you differentiate? Yeah. How do you change to, to, to go against status quo, go against the mm-hmm. norm? You see, you see Bill Belichick do it every single year. He, mm-hmm. when the league sways one way, he <clears throat> swags another way. And I think Lamar Jackson is just learning the intricacies of the game. And yeah. I think he's going to figure it out. He's way too good of a quarterback in my opinion. Yeah. To, to not figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Um, you had a burning question you wanted to Yeah, address. so for me, my burning question is, is Pittsburgh the real deal? Coming back to, you know, them beating Baltimore. Um, I, I do think they are the real deal. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contender? I think it's too early to say any team is really truly a Super Bowl contender unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Seattle's shown prowess from here, you know, like here and there, but... They almost lost to the 49ers, you know what I mean? Like, they've had some really tough games where and they, teams come back on them. Yeah. And Kansas City has blown out some teams here and, like, some good teams, too. Like, they blew out Baltimore. I mean, the Vegas game, that one everybody will always bring up. But to me, divisional games are always questionable anyways. I, I, I agree. You, you, can't I agree. Always, you can't always call that. But Pittsburgh, I believe that with the way the playoffs are um, positioned this year, with the extra team anyways... I think they have a really good chance of going deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if they're built for the playoffs. They have a, a, a younger team that yeah. doesn't have necessarily... The experience, yeah, yeah absolutely. And in the winter, in the deep winter. like Claypool's Canadian, yeah, I get it. But these guys are still really young. And, and they have to come together as a team first. And I don't know if they'll be able to come that playoffs. Like they got to take that loss, almost as if Baltimore last year. That's what I kind of yeah. you know, related to. Baltimore's on this tear. They've never seen the playoffs. The, the, well, as a team, you know what I mean? And, and then they... It, they it's, it's a different ballgame. It really is. Yeah, they, they can run into a buzzsaw in, in Houston... Or not Houston, sorry, in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, Tennessee can start getting rhythm under them and, and they can come back and do the same thing they did last season. Uh, I really do think Pittsburgh's going to be one of those teams we, we see in the final eight, you know? But I, I think it's too early to say any team is truly a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I, I have a... I have a hard time with that because I saw Pittsburgh, um, and while I believe that Baltimore lost that game, mm-hmm. absolutely, they just find ways to win the game. Yeah, uh, and that is. Would like, you say that, that's coaching staff? Tomlin's a great Tom, coach. Tomlin's a great coach. Like uh, I, I think it's having the confidence in Big Ben. I don't, there's no more distract. There's no more Le'Veon Bell. There's no yeah. more Antonio. This is big again. Big Ben's team. Yeah. And sure, he can't throw the ball sixty yards yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's not the same. He's big not ben. the same. He's not the same Big Ben. But at the end of the day, he's still a quarterback that can get it done in the big moments because he has before. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. To me, I think Pittsburgh is the real deal. I think they're a strong contender. I think. Would I'll you put, rank him in the top three? In the league? Top four. Top four? Not Top bad. four. Not bad. Um, so to my next question, and I know you don't think there's any contenders right now, but if you had to pick a Super Bowl right now, mm-hmm. which two teams are in your Super Bowl? Ooh, right now at this point, I'm going – it's tough between Green Bay and Seattle, but I'm going Green Bay. 
And, you know, I'm really going to Interesting. Say, yeah, I think Green Bay would pull that out. I think the, the demons and the monkey off Aaron Rodgers' back, I think, he, I think he finally breaks it. And if he doesn't, you know, we'll see. And the other team, I think, is Kansas City. I think Kansas City gets in once again. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that, I wouldn't fault you going because I have Seattle mm-hmm. in in the Seattle Ken, in the NFC, but Seattle Kansas City is is my Super Bowl. Yeah. And honestly, either way would be an interest entertaining yeah. Super Bowl. But that's an interesting one because for so many years, Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback on the planet. Yeah. There was nobody better than Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And now, Patrick Mahomes. And that's comes. why I say, you know me and my story. Yeah. They're also the discount double-check guys. Like they, all, <laughs> yeah. you know, they had the same agent for a while. There's yeah. always that comparison to Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. There's always that. You know, when, when, you, when people talk about Patrick Mahomes, they always mention Aaron Rodgers in the same breath. And I believe that's really why, where, why my brain goes to that. Like Seattle... They got a really high-powered offense, and don't get me wrong, Green Bay has a really crappy defense. But last week was an anomaly. Yeah, that okay. weather was—I knew it. I said start Dalvin Cook in every single one of your lineups because it, they were going to run that ball. They—they yeah, they they couldn't. Th- well. They couldn't throw that ball. And when you don't have Aaron Jones, you, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Green Bay's not able to do what they should to c- keep up with Minnesota. So I just think by the end of the season, they'll get everybody healthy. Everybody's going to be rolling. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, like it's yeah. just it's game over. And that defense is playing pretty good too. I mean, like they played really well today. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, my last question, I will say before we move on, is: Do the Packers want to win now? Though, like, does their GM want to win now, or is he folding in his cards and said, "You know what, A Rod, you do your thing"? But why do you say that though? Right? Like, it's it's t- they're they're winning like. I get it, but I feel like they're always been that one piece away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have Devontae Adams. Yes, they have Aaron Jones. But we see it when one of them goes down. That entire offense seems to crumble because there is no second second helping for anybody there. Yeah. There's no side piece there. You know what I mean? Like, Aaron Rodgers only has his main guy, and then all these other ones are fighting for his attention, and he doesn't care. Yeah. You know? like Who was it? I think it was like Troy Aikman. No, it wasn't Troy Aikman. It was uh, uh, Boomer. Okay. Uh, say, saying that they were trying to get Wolf, Will Fuller. Yeah, I did see that. And, um, and that's what my question was. Like, why wouldn't they go make a move for Will Fuller? They could win now. And and it just seems like they're letting Aaron Rodgers play his contract out maybe. Or maybe they let him go and they trade him to his hometown and let him go to his hometown team in San Francisco. Yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? Like, like I, that's a storybook ending for him. You know, I'm going to go to a team that wants me. Because Jimmy G doesn't seem like the guy there. And, Ooh, and that's it for a different day. But I, I just think that Green Bay, if they wanted to win now, and maybe it's because we don't see in the NFL. You don't really see guys go move around and make huge trade deadline day deals. I mean, it's one of the only sports I think that you don't ever see that. And yeah. I think that might be why. But you would, would have thought they would have drafted. And I know maybe you think you have the talent there, but when Devontae went down, you know, you were relying on Lazard. You were relying on Valdez Scantling. And, yeah. and now that uh, St. Brown's back, too, he hasn't made a catch. Aaron Rodgers looked mad at him at points. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis scored today. And, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think the piece would have fit better on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, they could use safety. They could use another corner to yeah. to to go beside King, like a linebacker. I, a line, yeah, a linebacker. Absolutely. I don't. I think there's pieces. I think you're right. There's, they're like a piece away, mm-hmm. and it's surprising that they didn't make the move. But historically, Green Bay doesn't make those kinds of moves. No, that's true. Um, historically, they're safe. You know, like um, yeah. we're gonna pick Devonte Adams in the second round. That yeah. was a safe pick. It worked out really well for them, yeah. but it was a safe pick. Um, historically, they they pick safe players. I, I get it though. I do understand. I, I see what you mean when you said at the beginning though, like they're winning. Why why would they change anything? So I do get that, but it just seems like they're just like they they're okay with staying stagnant and stale. Yeah, they're they're okay with with being like a really good team instead of a great team. Yeah, and taking yeah. that next step and taking that next step, which I agree with you. Um. Yeah, speaking of Green Bay, moving into week nine. Uh, let's talk about the Thursday night game that just unfolded. 
Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a game. It was more of an ass whooping yeah. from Aaron Rodgers. What a shellacking that was. Uh, he went on a tear tonight. I mean, 25 for 31, 305 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. I was praying he wasn't going to get to that 39.5-point uh, attempt, at Marks, <laughs> when he was coming into the fourth. I'm like, man, just go sit. Just go sit. You got this all locked yeah. up, baby. You don't need to be passing the ball anymore. Uh, <laughs> and ended up hitting that prop. <laughs> uh, Nick Mullins, almost 300 yards again. He put up 300 yards a couple weeks ago. Uh, we just talked about Jimmy G. We just talked about maybe Aaron Rodgers going to this team. Uh, that might be a pipe dream. But <laughs> is Nick Mullins maybe the future going forward this season? Nah, I think, like, Jimmy G took them to the promised land. Like, Yeah, but like, he's like, so he, fragile this he, season. He, he, I mean, he was fra- he's been fragile yeah. his entire career, uh, it seems like. I think you, you're going to ride Jimmy G. Like, the problem with... Uh, Nick Mullins. I, I mean, like, the problem with not being a starting quarterback is that you don't get enough time between the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have enough time in the red zone. So, And you saw that today. Yeah. Um, he wasn't good in the red zone, and Jimmy G has had the time there. So maybe if he misses a bunch of time and he does get better between mm-hmm. the 20s, sure. I don't see it happening. I think Jimmy G's a much better quarterback yeah. um, than Nick Mullins. But, I mean, this is... It's been a crazy year already with all the uncertainties. Why not? Yeah. You know? I can see it. Uh, <laughs> the, the most outlandish thing I've seen today, the craziest stat line of the day, and maybe even this week, was Richie James with nine catches, 184 yards in a tug. Like, what? Who is this guy? I mean, he's... I heard the announcers mention uh, that uh, Shanahan had said that 85% of the play call was going to go towards... Um, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk. And 15% was going to go to Kendrick Bourne. So, obviously, we know what San Francisco is going to be doing moving forward as its offense. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be very easy to pick on how they're going to play. And, you know... Somebody mentioned to me, a couple of my friends mentioned to me how Jermichael Hasty is that dude. I said he wasn't. I said he's not ready, and I think that Jarek McKinnon just needed a few more weeks to get his rhythm back. Absolutely. It, he, he was a great running back before he got hurt. He was unlucky for a few seasons getting the injuries one after another. I think that Jarek McKinnon moving forward would be the ideal pick before Hasty. I don't think Hasty's that good. And we've seen it today. He had four, ca- uh, four carries for three yards. It yeah. just wasn't there. He, he's just kind of, un- in, in my opinion, unimpressive. McKinnon, I mean, he's been it for a while. He's a better pass blocker. They've got running back after running back in that, in yeah. that locker room. They it's, just are they, loaded with them. It's just, you know, they've been hurt or COVID yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I think at running back, they'll be fine. I, for me... I mean, what was it, James? Richie James, Richie yeah. James? Yeah. That was, I mean, product of game plan, I guess. Like yeah, he... I seen that uh, a beat writer from San Francisco was saying he couldn't even tell you half of the guys on the team today because of all the call-ups all and the practice call-ups? squads like that. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. COVID's just been destroying. I'm so grateful that I teased this game by 17. Ah, man, I was, was bad. I, plus 400. I, it, was, it was a good day. I thought San Francisco would make it a little bit closer. Kyle Shanahan was in the coaching staff with the defensive coordinator from Green Bay. So I just figured that he knew how to beat him. He knew how to run the ball on him. And it didn't happen until the very end of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Prayers to the people that had the under on this game because it hit over in the last four seconds, which would really drive me crazy. It would kill me. I, I wasn't going to touch the under over. I, I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, so week nine, it's a, it's upon us here. Yeah. Um, a few teams, actually quite a few teams, have been hit with the COVID bug, as we will call it. Uh, Baltimore being the first one, and they are the first game we have right here. Oh, the game opened up at three and a half for Baltimore. Uh, total was 48. Now it's moved to one and a half for Baltimore. They're missing Marlo Humphrey. They're missing their number one corner. They're yeah. missing five starters from their... Defense and offense. Ronnie Stanley's done for the year. That's Tyree Phillips done for the year. That's a tough one. So that's two main key components standing in front of Mr. Lamar Jackson that are out for the season up against this very stout Indianapolis defense. Yeah. In Indianapolis, coming off 
of a 41 to 21 dominance of the Detroit Lions. Uh, right away, my Baltimore bias is going to make me pick Baltimore, but with this one and a half spread, uh, man, the two and a half spread, you, you know that stat I had, it was 16 and three a couple of weeks ago when there were two and a half dogs, yeah. especially at home, man. I'm scared. I'm scared you, of this game. You don't like this game, hey? I do not like this game. I think I'm staying far away from this game. If you forced a gun in my head and made me pick, obviously I'm picking Baltimore money line on this one because it's not even that much of a stretch, but... The thing is about Baltimore is they, they're missing key guys on this team yeah. from this practice. And they'll, they'll probably play Sunday. Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison, those guys will play on Sunday. But the fact that they didn't get a practice in, I don't know. My, my question to you is, is Phillip Rivers for real out here in Indianapolis? Has he found his groove? Or is this was this just a fluke last week? Phillip Rivers has games where he'll throw for three touchdowns mm-hmm. and... Like, he's still a serviceable quarterback. He just doesn't throw the ball hard or well at all. I Like, he makes smart decisions. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league for forever. He's still a gamer. Do I think that... Matt, I go as far as teasing this game. Like, I'm, I'm not worried at all. You're not worried, eh? I'm not worried at all. I I'm, think that Baltimore defense is hungry. I think that Baltimore defense is way more ferocious. And I think Calais Campbell, you know, those guys on the line, they're going to be able to stop that run game. That's that's not even my worry, honestly. Or that's not even what, what I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a bounce back game. Mm. I have this game at 30 to 17. Wow. Interesting. I have this game at 30 to 17. Like, um, it's, it's, I'm. That I'm teasing this game probably up to minus five. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm confident in that. Um, on Odd Sharks, they have this game predicted by the computer as 26 to 17. You'll never guess for who. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. That is wild to me. Uh, I just think that a lot of these stat guys, too, are going to look at this. I believe Indianapolis is 6-1 and one against us in the last seven against the spread, but... The last time we played was three and a half years ago. We played them in December of 2017. So these stats are really, really skewed from long, you know, from five, six years. They're, they're and, a long yeah. sample size. Where, where it wasn't even Lamar Jackson. No, it was Andrew Luck. Yeah. And, and we know how good Andrew Luck was. Yeah, and we know how good Joe Flacco was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I like the confidence in this. Maybe that makes me be a little more confident moving forward. I think I just stay away from this game in general, but I do like the confidence of my Ravens, so uh, yeah. I, will, I will like Listen, that. Listen, I tease the game. Go. I would go as high as – I mean, I got 30 to 17. I would go as high as uh, minus 7. Wow, I like it. I like it. Um, moving on is the Carolina – Panthers moving it moving on uh going up against the Kansas City Chiefs yeah the unstoppable Kansas City Chiefs but they get a little bit of a glimmer of hope back in Carolina their x factor as we call it Christian McCaffrey white dairy dairy Sanders sorry dairy Sanders is what they call him dairy Sanders uh he is he's back and he's looking good Matt Rule says he's looking very good do you think that this game at 10.5 for KC, 52.5 total, do you like any of those numbers? Do you think that this game goes completely over? I think I'm smashing the ho- over on this one. Oh, that's, this is a hard one for me. If I had to choose, I, it feels like Kansas City has been unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stay away from this game. Um, if I had to choose, I'd pick the... I'd pick the spread on the minus 10.5. Oh, you would go that high. You yeah. think they beat him by more than two scores. Yeah, I would. I, Carolina hasn't played well. Ooh. I'm not. I don't. But the reason why I'm staying away is because Christian McCaffrey's coming. We know how electric he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. And, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has been serviceable. I, I just. I'm, I'm going to stay away. Uh, if I had to pick, I would pick the. Minus but you know what? No, you know what? I wouldn't pick it because the New York Giants that or the the New York Jets at at minus fourteen. Mm-hmm. So what Vegas is saying is that Carolina is almost as bad. Almost as bad. I don't and I don't think that. No. Look, it's a it's a tough one. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd stay away from this game. Even even the over. I don't know. I got some interesting little nuggets to drop oh for you. Oh my god, <laughs> nuggets! Kansas City's fifteen and two against the spread in their last seventeen games. They're sixteen and one straight up in their last seventeen games. They are ten and one against the spread in their last eleven games. Ah, man, I I'm nervous to pick against them. But the gambling side of me, and you know it, it no. always comes out. I'm I'm going with Carolina. I'm taking the wow, spread on this game. That's a big call. I like I, that I call. do think I don't think they're gonna beat Kansas City. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that they could maybe keep this a little bit closer. Now, if I get any news Christian McCaffrey isn't playing or his ankle looks a little bit weak or whatever, mm-hmm. if there's any doubt about Christian McCaffrey come Sunday, I ain't touching this game. Yeah. But the way it stands right now with CMC coming back, I'm definitely riding Carolina on this spread. I think they cover this. I think this game goes heavily over as well. 52.5 total. It, it will scare a lot of people away, but Teddy Teddy covers a lot. Teddy does cover a lot. And, you know, like Teddy Two Gloves is what they call him out there in the streets. <laughs> my boy. And I, I just love him. I love him. I love him. I, I think that... Curtis Samuel comes out swinging. I think this game is going to be a slugfest. I think this might be the best game in the morning. Uh, yeah. Well, there's I a like lot it. of good games. So. Yeah, I like this game. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Carolina. I, I would stay away, and that's fine. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we choose what we choose. <laughs> Chicago and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee coming off a brutal loss. Brutal. I mean, I thought Cincinnati had something there, and I, I noticed one casino had the spread down to one and a half favored for Tennessee and it was thinking what the hell are they on like they're the only casino that had that and this was on Friday um how did Tennessee lose to Cincinnati first before we get into Chicago Tennessee how do they lose to the Bengals is it is it more on yeah I was just gonna say is it on Joe Burrow Joe Burrow had a good game I mean like Joe Burrow has shown that he is a gamer and he you know no light is too bright Mm mm-hmm uh, no. Like, there's nothing you can say. He he is showing that he can be as good as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's a tough one because Tennessee's defense, or, or Tennessee's defense hasn't played that well, especially against the pass yeah. as well. And that's how they got shredded, honestly. Um, See, that's why I say in this game, like, this is... This this spread is is perfect. You know this this spread at six and a half, I believe it is on uh, three six five. Yeah, so six yeah. and a half for Titans. Over under set at forty seven. I think this is where Tennessee just dominates. Now I know Chicago's defense is good. Um, Chicago's defense, you know, they they're pretty stout. We've seen them week in week out. But I just don't think, like you just said, I don't think the offense. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nick Foles or whoever they throw in there, man. Even if they bring Mitch Trubisky back. I just don't think that they're going to be able to get those passing yards on Tennessee, and and even if they do that, that run game, well, I just don't. I don't know. The offense is just so dreadful in Chicago. Yeah, I, I would be, I would probably stay away from the spread and go with the money line on Tennessee. Yeah. Um, just because it's not that far off. You're getting what fifty cents to your dollar. Yeah. Which. <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, if you're parlaying this anyways, you you could win big bucks. Yeah, I I, I think six six. You're right that six and a half is the perfect number. Yeah. I would like to see this at five and a half rather than six and a half, though. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I can see that too. I I did tease this game, I believe, in one of my tickets, but. I just don't think that Chicago has the offensive power to keep up, and especially if Derrick Henry gets going. If Derrick Henry is having himself a game, it's going to be hard for Chicago to match that. And this is right around the time that uh, Derrick Henry yeah. starts to blow up. Yeah, he's starting. To, he's going to start warming that train up. Yeah. And he's going to start rolling over dudes. Yeah, uh, that's, it's around that time. The good thing is Chicago's got uh, some heavy hitters on that defensive line that can, can hold their own with Derrick yeah. Henry. Um, this game, I think it all comes down to uh, the guy I really hate, uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> How, I, I how can this you hate him? Um, I love Ryan. Our buddy JB, he asked me that all the time. Why? I'm like, what is your issue with Ryan Tannehill? I'm like, he's probably a good guy. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he, you know, he's an awesome dude. He's, I shake his hand, you know, have coffee with him. But I think he just isn't a great fantasy quarterback. And I think that when I 
when I talk about him being crappy and stuff like that, it's not that he's a bad, like, he's a serviceable, as you say. He's a, he's a game manager, maybe. But his weapons make him look better than he is. And I just don't think that he's going to be that great on fantasy. That's all. That's maybe bad. he wins games for you. That's cool. That's what you need. That's what you yeah. need, man. They're not out here to help us fantasy nerds. But <laughs> my, true, my true thing on this game is if Ryan Tannehill can hit his stride and he can do what he was doing at the beginning of the year against weak teams because that's what he was doing was against weak teams against this tougher defense then you know maybe Tennessee is going to get it going I said that if they get that buzzsaw going that Pittsburgh would have an issue with them so yeah I think that's all it takes is is Tannehill to prove me wrong and and maybe he will so this is the this is the Ryan Tannehill game I like to call it this all depends on him this is all on his shoulders yeah Interesting stat though. Titans are rushing 155 yards per game. Interesting. Um, and guess how much the um, Chicago Bears are giving up? <laughs> Just about the same amount. Wow. Guess how much Chicago is in is giving up in passing yards? About two. I think it was like 260. Um, Tennessee Titan around hovering around that range, but if you look at mm-hmm. the total scores, yeah, the total scores. I think Tennessee is at twenty nine. Yeah, and Chicago's at, at twenty. And Chicago's at twenty. I agree with you. Yeah. Chicago doesn't have the firepower to no. to keep up. Definitely not. I'm. I'm. This is why I'm picking the money line over the six and a half. I just feel more comfortable with it. Yeah, absolutely. But but we are in agreement that Tennessee does win this game. Yeah, I would agree. And, and Chicago ain't getting it. Um, moving on, we got a, the, in my opinion, arguably the toughest game of the week. I mean, Vegas Holy doesn't think cow. it is. Yeah. Vegas doesn't have the spread as close. I mean, they have the Vegas Chargers game as the closest game of the week. But this game, to me, is the closest game. This is Denver in Atlanta. Four points spread in favor of Atlanta Falcons. And the total is 50 points. That is Man, crazy. Denver, I don't know what it is with Denver. They have some good good moments in games where they they start to remind me of why I wanted Drew Locke so heavily on all my fantasy teams. He's just got a swagger about him, Absolutely. bro. He's just unreal. He's just throwing dimes and he's just he's connecting with his wide receivers. Uh, it's scary to think if he had Sutton how well they would be doing right now. Here's the thing about Drew Locke and what I'm starting to realize. The guy just doesn't play well outside in weather. Mm. This is it. Where are they playing? Inside. In, in Atlanta. I think this is why the the over, the total's so high. I would go over on this total. Yeah, I'm already smashing the over on this. I would go over on this total and not even think twice on it. Mm-hmm. This one's a hard one to call. Like It's a toss-up. Atlanta, you've seen Atlanta lose some really tough games Mm -hmm. but you've also seen Atlanta in the last two two games play really well I mean shoot um who they play last week Carolina they they play Carolina beat Carolina and I know they lost against Detroit but for all intents and purposes they didn't play all that bad they're getting healthy again they got Julio back they got Ridley back Girly, I mean, like, girly is girly. Like, you're going to get good games. You're going to get bad games. I just think that Atlanta, when they're favored, they aren't the team I really want. You know yeah, what I mean? They totally. play better as the underdog when Vegas has them as the underdog. And that's the scariest thing is, like, I just don't. And at home against the spread this year, they're 0-4. They're 0-4 straight up this year at home. They haven't won a game at home this year. Yeah. Um, this has got to be the game that they get it going where, you know, they, they, they start to – Julio looked on his, you know, on his shit on last week, on yeah. Thursday. He was dominating. After the game, he even made the statement that he is the number one wide receiver in the NFL still. So, to me, I think they come out swinging wildly. I think I love Atlanta in this game. The four points really, really yeah. worries me. Because Denver like to... came back last week. Yeah. They were down a lot. I mean, and... mind you, the Chargers give up every game, it seems like. But they were down a ton of score, and they still came back, won the game, four seconds left. In the fourth quarter. They won, they had that, they won that game in the fourth quarter. They yeah. didn't win it in the first half, not in the third quarter. Like They came back, I think it was like 20 points almost. And Atlanta is the NFC version of the Chargers. 
they get heavy leads and they lose them. So technically, this is just kind of like a repeat of last week. Yeah. I, so maybe Denver seems to get it going. I mean, this is a game that is split basically down the middle anyways. 58% of people are picking Denver to cover this four-point spread. Ugh. That makes me want to jump on Atlanta. The fact that the public is so against Atlanta being that good. Like like you just said, they are a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a little worried betting when they are the favorite, but... The fact that so many people are against them, I think it just makes me lean towards this four-point spread. Obviously, I'm taking Atlanta to win the game. I think Atlanta goes by maybe five to six points. Like, if they win this game, I don't think it's going to be by three. I think if Atlanta wins this game, this is finally the game where Atlanta just blows Absolutely. the roof off the, the I, place. I, I agree 100%, mm-hmm. but... This is why I'm staying far, far away. Yeah, you're not touching this game, eh? Uh, the over. I'm hitting the. I'm. I'm smashing yeah. the over. That's about it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not going to go overly heavy. If we're talking DFS percentage terms, I'm going to play this game maybe 20. percent But yeah. yeah, not very heavy. No. Um, moving forward, Detroit is in Minnesota. This game is off the board right now. Currently, yeah. I don't know what's going to go on with this. They don't even have Stafford. Like he might not even be playing this game. So. Like it's up to you to pick it. I I think we might just we should just pick uh, who wins this game. Yeah. If if this line were to go in right now without Stafford, I'd have probably uh, Minnesota winning. Yeah. You know. Heavily. Yeah. Um. Shoot. If it's anywhere near like my minus three for Vikings, just smash that spread easily. Yeah, I think it was at minus four before yeah. it before it closed. But. Look at like no Stafford, no Galladay, no. Like, smash them, Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely, I think uh, no matter what you do, you take the as soon as you see this game pop up on the board, you smash Minnesota spread, you smash Minnesota money line, and you know I'm staying away from the total because I don't know what Detroit's offense. <clears throat> pardon me, I don't know what Detroit's offense can do without those guys. I, I agree. we yeah. haven't seen it, so we I I, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Um. So we're on greens. Minnesota is the way to go on this game. Um. Finishing out the mo- oh no, sorry, we got a few more morning games. <clears throat> Houston Texans go to Jacksonville. Coming off the bye. Yeah. Seven point spread for Houston. Do you think that's too small? Oh, this is for Houston. Seven point spread. Oh, that's a tough one because it's a divisional game. We we always talk about divisional games and how hard fought they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. It's not worth it. The one hundred five isn't worth it for for the for the spread. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, like, do you know? Do you have any guess on what the public's going for on this game? Jacksonville, probably. <clears throat> yeah, sixty percent of people are going for this Jacksonville spread. Sixty-six percent oh. of people. Are on that seven point Jacksonville. All right, that's it. I'm taking Houston all the way. I don't know what the disrespect is I'm with taking, Deshaun Watson. I'm here. taking Houston all the way. That's it. Um, before that's it. I even seen this line, I was heavy. I think I teased it up to ten points on one of my lineups. What? I I really think that Houston blows Jacksonville. Really? The water. Do you know who's even start for Jacksonville? Mister Six Round Pick. So I mean, he's not even Gardner anymore. What are they going to do? Like, what? Who? who is truly going to lead this team to score any points or to match any points with Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller? I think these Brandon guys Cooks, are going to put on a show. You know what I mean? That's my... You know what? You're right. I think um, they put on a show. Uh, you know what? Don't let these nuggets scare you. Houston, 1-7 against the spread in their last eight. Houston, 1-7 straight up in their last eight. Don't let those scare you because you go with these ones. Houston is 5-0 and straight up in their last five against Jacksonville. 4-1 and against the spread in their last five against Jacksonville. Especially as a divisional game, I love those. Yep. Nope. I'm smashing Houston. You, know, you changed my mind. Yeah, let's you go really Houston. Changed my let's mind. roll Houston this way. This one. Um, I'm not touching the over-under in this one either because Jacksonville's quarterback is up in the air for me. Like I have yet to see him play. Maybe he puts on a good show like Gardner. But I still think Houston just they go by at least ten points. Yeah. So even if Houston scores two thirty, you Jacksonville would still have to hit yeah, twenty one. See, see, I still think they get seventeen. Yeah. So you know what I mean nah, at the most. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I like good. that game. Um, easy, easy money. That game was. Yeah, that that's easy money. This game not so easy money. Um, Ooh, this one's a good one. The New York Football Giants are coming in to play the Washington Football Team. 
Uh, interesting little names they got going yeah. on in the NFC least here. Uh, this game was quite the barn burner last last time they played at the beginning of the month there. I think it was like 1920? <laughs> yeah, I think I don't even think they both hit 20 points. Yeah. 1920. And they almost won at the very end there. Washington came back, made a valiant effort, yeah. and almost won that game. I don't know. I, I looked at this game right away and, and automatically said the Giants are going to destroy. Not destroy, sir. Are going to win this game. How can you not? Like, they played well against Tampa Bay. Sure. Who was starting at quarterback? When? Against the Giants. Yeah. Tom. Who was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Who was starting at quarterback? Right? So we when we sit here, Kyle Allen is now the starting quarterback. To me, this this spread is too low at minus 2.5 for... For a Washington team, I, I would tease this up. I think the Giants are going to win heavy. I think they're going to win by five. You think the Giants are? No, the uh, Washington. Oh, you think Washington is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, because <clears throat> I believe that Kyle Allen is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, nine interceptions. Mm. Nine interceptions mm. this season. Uh, the the one thing that scares me about this spread, the Giants, in six of their last eight, have had one-score games. Mm-hmm. Two-and-a-half dogs, my friend. Two-and-a-half dogs this year. Uh, Giants are a two-and-a-half dog. I, I like this game for the Giants. I think they showed something against the Tampa, the Tampa Bay, Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a great defense. Um, there. This is where my issue lies because you know how much I like the narratives. Yeah. Um, Washington's coach Ron Rivera, you know, God bless him. He just beat cancer. He's uh, in remission. That's a great, yeah. heartfelt story for them. Terry McLaren was promoted to captain this week. Scary Terry. Scary Terry in the second season was promoted to an to a captain role in that team in that locker room. It shows me that maybe, just maybe, this Washington team is starting to come into their own. I would agree. Chase Young went on record and said that his mother told him he got a C minus in his start to the season here. <laughs> a C minus. He said he's disappointed. She said, you know, you you haven't shown me anything. So I think he comes out and shows something here. But um, just divisional games are tough, like you say. Uh, you are swaying me a bit here, thinking that you know, as we talk this game out, that maybe, maybe this isn't such a such a good game to touch for the Giants. Um, I don't know. The, the public is all on the Giants. Their sixty-two percent is on that. Sixty-nine percent is on the over/under and uh, the total over forty-two. Do you, you want to know why the public is on the Giants? Because it was a Monday night game against Tampa Bay. They saw the game and were like, "Hey, this is this is good." They had a, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, interesting. It was it was a good game, and you know, like everybody saw the game. Interesting. So. Not to mention it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady versus that Giants. Exactly team. right. Mm-hmm. Don't fret. Washington has a yeah, good defense. They do. They have a great a great defensive line. Great defensive line. They're 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 working towards something. Mm-hmm. I got. I got the Giants at where, where is it? I got Giants seventeen to twenty. Ooh, you're sorry, you, uh, Washington, Washington 17 Um, yeah, you know what? I think you just talked me into it. I I think I might go Washington on this game. Yeah, I'm gonna switch my pick. I'm gonna go to Washington. Yeah. I'm audibling. I'm audibling. I'm gonna go Washington. I'm not gonna tease it though. I'm gonna just take Washington. I, yeah, I would. I would take Washington straight. You're gonna up. take that spread. I I would <clears throat> tease it. I'm not. I mean, like, I'll probably tease it in a couple of lines. But yeah, I mean, like, are you taking that total of forty two and a half? Are you taking over? I am. I think I'm gonna smash it over. I got. I think the, that's too low. I mean, last game, yeah, it was it was low scoring game, but I got I got this game at 17, 17 yeah. to twenty. So like. It's close. Mm. I like. You're gonna just stay away. I'm. I'm gonna stay away from the, the over there. Uh, last game of the morning, which, frankly, I think, uh, is is a really gonna be a really good game. It's uh, gonna be a, a yeah. That's that's my game of the week. Yeah, that's my game. Of the Seattle morning. in Buffalo. They're traveling across the country to go play in Buffalo, um, before morning game. Mind you, crossing the country. I might have to repeat that again. Um, 55 total points in this. Seattle with three-point 
on the road favorites. Right away when I seen this game, I thought, oh, Seattle. Seattle's going to dominate. But then as I start to look at this game and start to, you know, just think back at how Josh Allen played at the beginning of the year and how everybody was on the magical Buffalo Bill train at the beginning of the year, I think Buffalo actually has a chance here. Absolutely. I think that this game, um, being in the morning, being a cross-country travel for Seattle, Seattle might be on a little bit of a high. Now, now Russell Wilson has experienced these kind of wins before. He has experienced this kind of height of being at the tip of the, the you know the, the NFL. Absolutely. Um, but DK Metcalf hasn't. Uh, you know, those guys haven't really seen it. That defense is still very, very poor in Seattle. And I just like Buffalo in this game to wow. really no make way. a statement here. And I think they cover this. No I think Seattle wins way. a game by one point. I think this is going to be one of those games where it's Seattle maybe takes a, a early lead like last time. But I do think that Buffalo is going to put up a lot of points on this porous defense that is in Seattle. Interesting. I I did not. I have this game being another blow. I have a lot of blowouts this week. Mm. Um, I don't have faith in the Buffalo Bills. I thought. I agree with you. I think Josh Allen isn't a bad quarterback. I think he's a very streaky quarterback. He gets really hot, then he gets really cold, then yeah. he gets really hot. The last two games, he hasn't thrown a touchdown. No, I know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see, like, hey, maybe he gets hot again and he throws four touchdowns to this game. You know, we got to see what happens with John Brown. Does yeah. John Brown come back? Yeah. That's that's big news. Yeah. Um. I agree with you that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I could see this being. Yeah, the totals at the totals at fifty-five, which is huge. I I didn't uh, I didn't take that total. It's I huge. It's a little too big for me. Mm-hmm. If it was at, sitting at around like fifty-two, I would maybe hit it. Mm-hmm. But that's a little too big for me um, because that would mean that both teams score thirty. And I don't like it. No, um, um, I, I I I do. I I think that. Uh, this game could go over. I did tease it. Uh, just let me find that teaser here. I did uh, tease it down a bit because I, I just wasn't confident in in that 55 points. Uh, where did I have it here? I I honestly don't feel... I don't think... I, think I, I just tease it to 50. You just tease it to 50? Yeah, yeah. so and, I had it as over 50. Yeah, and that's fine. I To me, personally, I, I don't see this game... I don't see how Seattle can lose this game um, in terms of... Yeah, I don't see how they can not cover. Yeah, uh, you're going with Seattle. I'm going with Seattle there. Um, yeah. that's an e- and that's an easy one for me. I would, I think they're going to win by seven. Ooh. Ooh, not giving any any credit to that Buffalo team at all. Eh? No. no. Um, Buffalo actually edging out 51% of people are picking them to cover that three-point spread as well. 66% is picking the over. 60, every, everybody loves the over. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, moving on to the next game. It is the first game of the afternoon, which is Arizona and Miami. Miami is traveling into Arizona. They were a dominant team in the afternoon yeah. this year. Uh, Miami is blown, blown out almost every team they've played in the afternoon games. Uh, they shut out the Jets. They they're just they beat out the 49ers. Yeah, they they're a really good team this year. And not their offense though. Their defense is yeah. very good. But can their defense stop Mr. Kyler Murray and Mr. DeAndre Hopkins? Me personally, I don't think they can. I think that this is where the Miami train comes to a big halt. And I think Arizona is going to wallop the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Kyler Murray is on another level right now. I would agree. I picked him to be a top three fantasy quarterback at the beginning of the year behind my boy and Patrick Mahomes. I said that Kyler Murray was going to lead this team to a divisional title. And I think that this team was going to go into the playoffs and make some noise. So in order for them to do that, they're going to have to have a statement game this week. And I think they do it against that rookie in Tua. I think Tua didn't play well. He didn't. He did not have a good game. And I think that people are so hung up on that score that they're going to be riding 
this to a wave where in reality it was the defense and special teams that won that game yeah last I, week honestly i don't i would smash the under on this game at 49 points mm. like it's too many points for me to i think the defense is good yeah i think Miami, I don't think the Miami's offense is good enough right now. No. See, Arizona's defense is actually fairly decent. Uh, they're middle of the pack, top 10 passing yards, middle of the pack rushing yards. Uh, they limit the number of plays, too. Yeah. So they don't give a lot of plays up to the offense in Miami. So Tua's not going to have a lot of time to work on that team uh, on that field. <sighs> Man, Miami, though, they got the number one scoring defense like against uh, Arizona just... I don't know. This is going to be a battle of wit here, a battle of will here, and I think that Arizona is just a better team in general. Yeah. Two is just not ready for that. Can, can, do you think they can cover the four and a half? Man, I wish it was four um, because I, or I mean three. I just I don't think. No, like if, if it if it opened at three or something like that, I just I think Vegas is trying to get people to jump on Miami. Miami is sixty percent or something like that to win the or to cover this. I think the public is just just living on recency bias in the last few weeks here. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Miami's offense they, isn't there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they can cover this. I think at minus four and a half. I I would take that spread. Shoot, I would take that under. Like it's. I see this game, honestly. Maybe, maybe thirteen to twenty. No. Maybe because I think Ares, uh, Miami's defense is good enough to hold Kyler Murray off, but I don't think they're good enough to to not to win the game. Interesting. Uh, next game we have in the afternoon, only two games, or sorry, three games in the afternoon, I missed the Raiders game, um, is the Raiders at the Chargers. This is the closest game that Vegas has. 52 total and a one point, well, basically a pick em game here. Yeah, this is a They got game. Chargers basically because they're at home. Uh, right away, this is going to be a close game. I don't have a pick on this game. I... I am in a weekly pick them anyway, so my pick would be the Raiders to win this game. No, it's not, actually. It's the Chargers. <laughs> it's I don't a, even know. See, I can't listen, even pick it already. Listen, I, here's what you do, okay? So t- tomorrow, when you have to make your decision, you're going to grab a coin. And flip it. And flip it. Yeah. You know, heads being the Las Vegas Raiders and tails being the Los Angeles yeah. Chargers. That's how you're going to pick this game because yeah. nobody fucking so yeah, like I might I, pick the over 52 in this game. I tease it back down to fifty and pick the over in this game. Yeah, uh, I love the, I love the the fantasy output in this game, but Absolutely. I don't want to pick a fifty-two. Pick a I, I would feel comfortable at the over at fifty-two. Both yeah. teams um, typically are high scoring, pass heavy offenses. I'd feel comfortable with that. I, I, I'm okay with that, but I would stay the hell away from the money line, the spread. Don't like. Yeah, yeah. No, don't. I, I'm not touching it. Um, Pittsburgh in Dallas. This is a heavy line. 14 points for Pittsburgh. That, that's the, that's on the, the road, biggest spread. Holy and the total cow. is 42. Um, I'm making a lot of underdog picks here this week. Yeah, you really are. Making a, making a few looking back at them. But you know what? I'm going with Dallas to cover this as well. They're 0-8 against the spread this year. they got to get it right. I mean, even if it's 13, I really don't care. But they're going to get it right this week. Um, it's not Big Ben DiNucci. It's not. It's not. DiNucci. It's not my boy Ben DiNucci. It's. It's not. It's Cooper Rush or you know. I think at home. The other guy. Yeah, Cooper Rush or I don't even know. That's yeah. pathetic. That that's who it's come to yeah. at this point. They could have went and gotten Fitz Magic and done a lot of damage with him. But anyways, uh, I think Zeke has a has a better day. I think Zeke is the is the X factor in this game. I think he is able to. Run the ball. We just seen Baltimore run the ball on Pittsburgh and run it very well. J.K. Dobbins had a lot of big runs. Gus Edwards had a lot of big runs. And Lamar had a lot of big runs. Mind you, Dallas is a lot more one-dimensional in their run game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you you don't got Lamar Jackson. You don't. But that being said, you do have Ezekiel Elliott. And if he is worth that money... Then he's got to perform, and he's got to perform now because this is the time and the place. Uh, I do not like the total in this game. The totals. The forty-two total is really odd to me. I think it's like it's teasing you to take the over for some reason, and then it's going to end up being like twenty-five to ten, 
You know what I mean? Like something crazy or twenty five or twenty three to ten or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm 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 kind of hesitant to touch that total. But yeah, I'm taking the Dallas to cover this fourteen points and I'm staying away from the total. Damn, I, I would stay the hell away from this game. Um I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys defense. I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys offense. Yeah. Like, what makes you believe that they can cover they're in the Jerry World. That's all. That's all. Yeah, like, like, They're in Jerry World, and it's going to be hard for them to lose in front of that old man again before he blows that entire team into the ground. The, the other thing <laughs> is, like, Pittsburgh travels well. Like, they're going to have two yeah, fans in AT&T Stadium. Like, I yeah. I don't think that – I don't want to even, be like, touch this game. I, I picked the money line at minus 1,000 just for <laughs> if you get the bonus because – that's, Six, that's it. 61% of people are leaning the same way as you with Pittsburgh uh, to cover or to, to dominate and just destroy them. They have all the little nuggets. They're 7-0 and straight up in their last seven, obviously. 5-0 and against the spread. Dallas is 0-8 against their spread in their last eight. 1-5 straight up in their last six. Yeah, you know, I don't care. I'm taking it. I'm yeah. taking the Dallas. Um, we'll blow through these last two games here quick and then move on to some DraftKings stuff. Yeah. Uh, Saints and Bucks. If we won't touch on if Drew Brees is playing or if not, we're just gonna go with Drew Brees is playing. Okay, they're both healthy. We're gonna say to pick this game. The game is four and a half spread for Tampa Bay, and it is a total of fifty and a half. I think I'm gonna smash the over on this game. Smashing the over. Interesting. But I don't have a pick really per se. I think that Tampa's defense is pretty good, and I think that New Orleans defense is pretty good. But if Michael Thomas is back, you know, Alvin Kamara, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is back, Alvin Kamara is playing out of his mind, it's going to be tough for Tampa Bay to stop that off. Yeah, they, 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 you know, they, they have cracks in that defense. But here's the thing AB is now playing. AB is back, but I'm not I'm not gonna weigh anything on him until I see him play. Now, that's fair. That's fair. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that in order for him to come back, in order for him to make an impression on people, not even in the league, but people around the league. I've seen something with Chad Johnson on Brandon Marshall's podcast talking about him, and you know he's made a good impression. He he went out of the limelight. He deleted all his social media or went off of his social media for this moment to become better. Absolutely, kind of like Des Bryant. You know what I mean? Not in the same aspect. I don't necessarily believe Des Bryant deserved to be this unemployed for this long. Yeah. Uh, AB maybe that's tough to say. But I, I don't think that this game is going to be easy to pick. I think this game is, is very tough, especially at four and a half. I think that's pretty generous considering that yeah. you know, New Orleans. I just think it's because people don't trust in Drew Brees anymore. I would agree. I have a tough time pick. I would pick the plus 180 on the New Orleans Saints because I like that number mm-hmm. rather than the spread. The yeah, I I just like the number. You you you're getting value yeah, for for something that could plausibly happen. I totally agree. Um, I don't have a pick either way, either. I have if you have if you made me like you pointed a gun to my head, I'd probably say Tampa's gonna win. But I don't like the number at. You you can get better value at the one eighty because it's it's yeah. a, it's a possibility. Uh, the public's leaning towards this as well. Fifty four percent for Tampa Bay to cover that. Or to, to beat the spread. I, I honestly think New Orleans has what it takes, but I'm with you. I think if I'm going to play this game, I'm playing the money line as opposed to the, the point the, spread. The points. It's, it's, just, it's just way better value. Like Yeah, and I'm hitting the over as well. Uh, the Monday night game. This game uh, I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch it either. This this, this is a tough one. Here. This is a AFC East. AFC least almost at this point. Yeah. Uh, the Pats in the Jets. Seven and a half point. Road favorites, the Patriots are, with a total of 42. I don't think this is going to be uh, a cut-and-dry game. Yeah, I don't You know, don't the Jets got to get a win at some point. Is it now? Who knows? Um, Cam Newton's got to get his stuff going. Is it now? Who knows? And Belichick said some questionable stuff on the during the week here about how, you know, for the first time he came out and said, you know, well, we won Super Bowls, blah, 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 and he was cocky about it. But it was truth. You know, yeah. they did what they had to do, and now they're kind of suffering for it. But I just, I'm staying away from this game 100%. Come Monday, I'm probably going to throw some, you know, prop bets on this for sure. Absolutely. But I'll, I'll, I'll tweet those out more, 
you know, closer to the date or on, on Monday for sure. If you had to choose, would you pick anything out of here? If, if I, I had, had if I had to choose, I'd pick the I'd pick I pick too many underdogs, so I would just pick the uh, Pats uh, money line. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're getting some value. Do you? I don't really believe that the New York Jets could win, so I'm I'm I want to go with the two eighty. My gambler mm-hmm. side yeah, of me yeah. is like, yeah, you know, like put a yeah. hundred bucks on two yeah. on plus two eighty. Just on the Jets. Yeah, on the Jets. But like, honestly. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your money. Mm-hmm. Go with the money line. Yeah, and play some props. Just look out for my props. My props have been hitting. I love props. Those oh, are the you've way. been absolutely So I think awesome. those are the ones that I'll be looking for. That That's going to be easier to call in this game. So, so you, you want to know something uh, before we get into DFS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening back on our old podcast, and um, in the last three weeks, do you want to know what your percentages are uh, hmm. on your props? What's that? Or on your, on your lines. Huh. So on your lines... You've been sixty six percent. Wow, which is interesting. Fantastic. Yeah. I have been a measly forty five percent. Honestly, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've been like the last three weeks. You've been destroying. Yeah. We gotta be. Yeah, we just gotta keep it going, right? Yeah, just, we we've been. Yeah, like it's just gotta keep it being tuned in. Just gotta keep tuned in. And I would have been a bit more tuned in today, but I let myself get hooked on a sports show, and I'm like, where are the sports show? Absolutely. I, well, I gotta keep like you know like if I miss a uh, a nugget here or there, yeah. But I can't take other people's uh, words for granted anymore. Like on Pat McAfee's show, um, yeah. So these are the picks. Let's crush it this week. Uh, DFS. Before we go, let's have a quick little uh, DraftKings segment here. Yeah. Uh, your lock, your value, your X factor. I'm gonna go first with my X factor pick. I'm waiting all freaking episode to say it. <laughs> uh, it's a guy that's gonna be five percent under owned. I think it's Lamar Jackson. You said it best yourself. If they're going to win this game, he's got to do it himself. I love that. I mean, he's expensive as all hell, like he always is on DraftKings. So, I mean, nobody's going to play him. Um, so, let's – let's. I, ha- I have like this, uh, this little kind of valued calculator that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so – Calculating value at Lamar Jackson for $6,900. Cheapest he's been all year. Cheapest he's been all year. At $6,900, he would have to hit 26 points. Which is very, very attainable. 26. He could smash that. I've seen him hit 40. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't hit over 20. He's, he's had some some downer games Absolutely. this year. But like we mentioned earlier... In order for them to win this game, he's going to have to take it upon himself and show everybody why he won the MVP last year. I really like that pick. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to play him in some yeah. lineups. Who's uh, your uh, Who's your X Factor? Uh, my X Factor. Um, I don't know if he's going to be five percent or I think he. I saw him at seven percent, which is a little higher. But Justin Jackson. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, Justin Jackson. Um, he had 17 carries. Mm-hmm. He's kind of cementing himself as the lead back there yeah fair enough um and the one thing about DraftKings that i because i play DraftKings is the ppr yeah the man catches the ball i think he's averaging five catches per yeah, game he's crushing it he's getting five six targets a game right now um it's i think at 4600 4900 yeah that's a wicked wicked you're thing. you're laughing mm-hmm. that's a to me, a steal of a deal at running back. It can almost be your value if he was a little bit cheaper. Um, my value pick is going to be Curtis Samuel. He is coming off some big games. He's coming off double-digit DK outings in the last three. He scored a touchdown last game through the air and on the ground. And I believe he's only 4,600. So that's a good pick. I yeah. really like that pick. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, you had a, a really good call where you said Curtis Samuel, I think it was on yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, first like, touchdown score. First touchdown score. You should have you done the three touchdowns. Oh, I know, because he's crushing the two <laughs> touchdown one there. Yeah, so he's 4,400. I think he's a great pick. And, and like I said earlier, I think that game goes very heavy, high-scoring game. So uh, look for him in your lineups to, to – to, be able to put some of those big elite plays. I like that. Um, for me, my value um, in another high-scoring game, uh, Buffalo against Seattle. 
if he plays John Brown mm. at forty six hundred. Wow. It is it's ridiculous. That's he almost is, disrespectful. It is stupid low. Um mm-hmm. when he plays and he blows up, he easy thirty points. Yeah. Um He had a full practice session. He had a full practice session. I think he's gonna play. Lock him in your lineup. Um yeah, I, I'm not going to argue that pick. I love John Brown this week. I love that Buffalo team this week, especially fantasy-wise. My lock of the week. Now, these ones, I love these ones. I was going to pick um, Jacobs this week. Coming into that Oakland game, I was thinking, you know what? He's a lock for for a multi-touchdown game. I'm going to throw a prop bet in on Josh Jacobs to hit that three-touchdown. I'm going to hit it one week. I've, oh, I thought it was be Zeke last week. You know what I mean? But it was freaking Dalvin Cook. Um, I believe it's going to be this week, though, my lock of the week is Stefan Diggs. I think that he's going to have the game of his, not the game of his life, but he's going to have the game of the week there. Um, he's going to have one of those games that we've seen tonight from Richie James, except I think he's going to have a little bit more catches. I think he goes from maybe 12 catches, 150, 160 yards, maybe two tugs. Oh. I think he has a great, great outing this week, especially against that Seattle defense. And especially if John Brown's playing. I like that pick, too. Ah, so tough. Maybe, you know, pop in Josh Allen in your lineup, too. Yeah. Why oh, not? yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, so for my lock of the week, um, I'm going to Chicago. Um, Allen Robinson this year has been amazing. In, in uh, His target share has been absolutely ridiculous averaging 10 targets per game and like you're playing a tennessee team that just let mike williams and um who's the other who's the other kid um oh uh uh reynolds guyton guyton no the the uh keenan allen oh oh, oh, i thought you were talking about like the third yeah Yeah, yeah, keenan allen um keenan allen just destroy that secondary yeah who else is really in that 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 passing offense right now do they still have miller i don't i don't know they have they have have, um oh um the old minnesota viking that went to the patriots um the punt return specialist i can't remember oh cordell patterson cordell patterson Yeah, yeah. yeah like I think Allen Robinson blows up this week. I think he that's, gets that's a good pick. I, I think he gets uh, thirty points. Wow, that's a good pick. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, you know, and I do. I do think quickly too before we go. If you do want a uh, afternoon game, because I've noticed that in DraftKings, when you play the quarterback or a quarterback and wide two wide receivers or whatever, and then the opposite team like a correlation pick, they usually go bananas. Uh, a couple weeks ago was Kyler Murray. Christian Kirk, the Seattle play, and then last weekend it was the Seattle play with San Francisco. Yeah. So I believe this week it would be the Miami-Arizona game. Uh, People will probably flock to the Vegas Chargers game, but I'm going to make a Millie Maker ticket with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. And then on the Miami side, I'm going to throw this name out here. you got to mark it down. Jordan Howard is going to have a pretty decent outing. Jordan Howard, I'm... Oh, well, we'll see next uh, next uh, podcast how that does. I'll remind you. Yeah, okay. So uh, a lot of big underdogs, a lot of big shots yeah. I'm taking this week. Hopefully I'm right. Could yeah. be a big payday. Yeah, let's make that million dollars. Yeah, let's make that milli. Uh, make sure to check out our Twitter. We have a lot of picks on game day, a lot of prop picks. Facebook. Uh, yeah, you know, just hit us up on social media. Uh, thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll, we'll see, see you later. later.